0: Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange Podcast. Stories by leaders for leaders to help you raise the bar on your own excellence to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's podcast. This is Tuesday at two in the East Coast in the United States and it's time for the Nonprofit Exchange. You can find us at the, Nonprofitexchange.org. You can find 344 episodes, and today's episode is 345. And my guest today is Aaron Merck from uh, Canada, Ontario area, and he represents an agency that helps you get found. But, Aaron, give us the, the title for today's show. It's something about telling your story, and tell us a little bit about you and your background.
1: Sure. Uh, we're here to talk about nonprofits and how they can share their messaging. Uh, my background goes back quite a ways. I've been in marketing for close to twenty years now, and I also ran my first fundraiser when I was twelve years old. So nonprofits have always been dear to me. Um, I started out actually raising funds to help build a school in Africa, and I was teaching younger kids animation workshops to to make that happen. Um, And that was relatively successful. But flash forward, been working in marketing for many, many years now, um, helping all kinds of for-profit organizations um, do really well in their marketing efforts. And now we mostly focus on nonprofits. What we do is we help them improve their visibility by building video-driven websites that reduce confusion and actually encourage engagement. Um, I've worked with a ton of different nonprofits locally. We've done some great work with Big Brothers Big Sisters, um, we've done some great work with uh, Share Agriculture Foundation as well, um, and a ton with various accelerators and uh, business development centers uh, around Ontario as well. Wow. So let's talk about
0: telling your story. Um, so, you've been working in the nonprofit space for a while. So, what are some of the shortcomings we have about telling our story? For sure.
1: I think. The biggest thing holding a lot of non-profits back from telling their story is the mental roadblocks um, that you have as someone who's trying to achieve a lot of good in the world, um, but you might not be necessarily comfortable getting in front of a camera and getting your messaging out there, or even self-promoting in a text format where you're worried about coming across as bragging. I think getting past the mental roadblocks that stop us from taking those first steps into self-promotion is a massive part of the picture in terms of getting the messaging out there. Uh, And then on top of that, a lot of nonprofits are working with really tight budgets and have a hard time competing with for-profits for people's attention in terms of any kind of active marketing campaigns. So a lot of it's going, you know, what can we do that's relatively inexpensive gets us out of our shells, and gets us in front of the right audience with the right messaging.
0: There's, um, it, we mistaken um, a lot of words for the right words. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's really important to have clear messaging that tells people what you do, who you do it for, and how you do it. And that's something that organizations in all kinds of sectors struggle with in their value propositions and their messaging, but especially in the nonprofit space. I just did a presentation to um, all of the business enterprise centers across Ontario, and I pulled up some interesting information for them. You know, just in Guelph, where I'm located, there's five or six different nonprofits, all supposedly there to help small businesses grow. Um, and they're all using basically the same messaging in their communications with their audiences, despite serving very different needs within that small business community when you actually look at what their organizations do specifically.
0: So I guess I forget who, who some celebrity um, said the thing about communication is that we actually think it had happened when really it didn't. So so um, we also think sending out some an email or posting on social media is a marketing campaign. You know, what do we need to do to be part of, there's different parts of a marketing campaign. So you want to give us a little bit of insights on how to build a marketing
1: campaign? Sure, that's a great question. Um, Really, it depends on what stage you're at as an organization, because there's a lot of groundwork that goes into building successful campaigns. To me, the first thing I'd look at is audience. Um, It's really important to define the heck you're trying to actually reach with your specific marketing campaign. So as a nonprofit, you've probably got all kinds of different stakeholders that are in your in your network and in your audience. And certain messaging is going to be more important to some stakeholders than others. You know, a perfect example is uh, a lot of nonprofits rely on business partners for funding in terms of specific programs or federal funding to fund other programs. And then sometimes you're looking to reach your donors. Sometimes you're looking to reach actual participants in your programs. Well, when you're trying to reach any one of those given audiences, they all live in completely different channels. And knowing which messaging needs to go where is the most important step to actually making sure the right people understand what you're trying to say and take action with your organization. Um, So where I would start in terms of building a marketing campaign is identifying who you're targeting to target, what information you're trying to convey to them. And then your next two steps are to, number one, build a message that's really clear um, in communicating that information and not wishy-washy. And number two, focusing your campaign on the right channels. And that can be something as simple as um, starting to post on Twitter and tag politicians because that's where they spend a lot of time.
0: Tag
1: politicians. Wow. Absolutely. Um, I I experimented with this just recently. I actually uh, tweeted at the mayor of Guelph where I live and I said, hey, if um, if nonprofits that rely on federal funding are doing great things in the community and they were to tag you on Twitter, would you be interested in interacting with them? And he, he within five minutes had tweeted back, absolutely, they're doing great things. Um and you're creating this win-win situation where, like, if any of your Fed funding is covering coming from the government, you want to be top of mind with the decision makers in government when they're making funding decisions.
0: Now there's a key sound bite right there. You thought you'd slip it by me, didn't you? Top of mind. Now here's an example, I think. Top of mind. You see a tire commercial, but you don't need tires, so you don't care. But when you Need tires? What's top of mind? You know, if you if you got lasting impressions of X Y Z Tire Company, that's what you think about. So, how do we stay top of mind as nonprofits?
1: That's a great question. Um, The short, simple answer is consistency. No matter what you're communicating, do it clearly and do it often.
0: So, Twitter. What is what does a tweet last? Twenty seconds or something? Then it gets into that vast wasteland of past weeks so i don't think we and then instagram i see people that are successful do repeated postings the same day but they don't look alike
1: it's a tricky thing there is no such thing as posting too often on social media if if that's where your audience is and you're trying to stay top of mind through social channels um, you could post several times a day across most platforms and that's not going to hurt you um, Hootsuite has some great articles online about how frequently you should aim to post on each platform. What I boil it down to, especially for nonprofits, though, is post as often as you can achieve on a regular basis. So um, we wanted to, how
0: do you determine, you talked about your primary audience, and I've been doing this a long time, and I ask uh, leaders in for-profit, and I call nonprofits for purpose businesses. You know, it is a business. And and mm-hmm. we think we can't spend money on marketing. Well, we need to spend money on marketing to let people know what the impact of our work is and to tell the story, like you've our title of our show today, being very skilled at that. Now, when I ask people who their audience is, oh, everybody, El Mundo. And and if if that's the case, I'm told by marketers like you that you have
1: no audience. Absolutely. I hear that all the time. You know if you if you take donations from anyone if you support a lot of different causes like yeah your 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 audience can be anybody um but you're going to have certain members of that audience that are more impactful that are either um, more likely to find the good you produce relevant to them if you're looking for participants in your programs or more likely to donate to your causes if you're looking for funding and so this goes back to what i was saying initially you need to tie campaigns and your specific messaging to the audiences that those campaigns and messaging are built for. So, the politicians on Twitter was one example. Um, going out and building relationships with funding partners in other industries uh, is going to be a completely different prospect. You know, most people who are not politicians are not living on Twitter. So if you go and you build all of your marketing campaigns around just organically tweeting all day, every day, you're going to stay top of mind with that one audience, but you're not going to stay top of mind with everyone else.
0: So each of the platforms has different character and different kind of audience. Now, um, LinkedIn is mostly B2B, or or is it not?
1: It is. LinkedIn's great if you're trying to connect with, uh, like I say, funding partners for specific programs or initiatives. Um, Brass when you look at the actual numbers, Facebook dwarfs every other platform in the world in terms of daily active users, and the numbers aren't even close. Um, so for reaching the general populace, most organizations should be putting the bulk of their social media marketing efforts into, into Facebook. Um, how you go about doing that is a whole other thing. You know, Targeting the right Facebook groups can be very important. Uh, we're getting into the really nitty gritty there, though. Um, And I'm not even a social media agency. So I wouldn't pretend to speak on like the specific social media tactics with any kind of authority, but like big picture, the concept here is do the groundwork, either do the research yourself or work with a marketing agency that can do the research, figure out where the audience you're trying to reach spends their time. And that's where you need to spend your time in order to stay top of mind.
0: In your bio that you gave us, um, Help nonprofits engage their audiences with video driven websites that eliminate confusion and drive leads. So, talk a little bit about why video is
1: important and how, you know, why are leads important? Sure. Um, Those are two big questions there. I'll start with the video one because it's uh, actually simpler, in my opinion. Brass tacks, video converts, it converts at a way higher rate than any other form of communication. If you're trying to turn leads into donors or turn leads into program participants, um, video is going to get you there faster than any other kind of marketing communication will. If you build a website that's designed to use video in key places, your pages will turn more visitors into conversations. Um, If you're trying to reach your audience on social channels, video content is going to do a better job reaching your audience faster. Um, And the platforms are backing this up in terms of how they're prioritizing content. So those are a couple of reasons why video is super important in terms of leads. Well, it really depends on what you're trying to do. You know, When you work with a marketing agency, everyone's looking for leads, for-profits, non-profits, doesn't matter who you are. The whole point of marketing is trying to get in front of an audience and reach more people. Um, For a non-profit, your leads can come in a couple of different forms. Usually it's people looking for donors. Um, Sometimes it's people looking for more participants in their programs if they're a nonprofit that works with the individual specifically. And so your marketing campaigns need to be built around reaching those individuals, pushing them into whatever channel you use to uh, communicate with them, and then creating a conversion mechanism that can actually turn those leads into either participants or donors or whatever it is you're looking for.
0: In the um, world of nonprofit fundraising, there's a um, process that starts with what's called cultivation. It's learning about people, building relationships. i bet. Now, now I want to talk about that phase of building relationships in marketing, but why don't you separate what is PR, what is
1: marketing, and what is sales, and how do those work together? Sure. So I can't speak to PR too heavily, because we're not a PR firm. Um, My understanding is it's essentially how you communicate your messaging from like a brand safety and engagement perspective. Um, Marketing is trying to spread as wide a net as possible to connect with as many people as you can in your audience and push them into sales, which is actually the process by which you convert those leads into customers. And sales can be a whole, uh, can involve a whole slew of technologies and processes from actual booking mechanisms on your website down to how your sales staff actually interact with uh, leads when you're having a conversation
0: and so people confuse those and i've heard people say well i heard this pr agency and i got no no leads out of it but pr is your brand recognition and marketing it's just like you said it's to generate interest so people come to you um and then people don't do closing the sales, so they get all these leads and that's it so there's there's a there's a continuation there it's so so being talk about being um targeted with your message we we want to tell people all this stuff and they don't want to hear that much so what's a good size video or a good size
1: narrative to post sure this applies in pretty much every area of your marketing Uh, you know from a video perspective like two to four minutes max is the absolute most content anyone will sit through and that's someone who is really really engaged with what you're trying to get across surface level, most people are will sit through a twenty second video, and you've got about five seconds to capture their attention and get them to stay for the other 15. Um, so we really only have a few seconds to get the point of what we're saying across and then hook people into a larger conversation. Um, beyond that, you know even in terms of your messaging, I see organizations all the time with these value propositions that are way too long. And don't do enough to actually explain what the heck it is that your organization does. Um, I've even been guilty of this myself in the past. You know, at one time we described ourselves as a people-first agile marketing agency, and we had these long-winded descriptions about you know what we stood for and how we tried to work with people, without telling anyone that no, what we do is build video-driven websites that eliminate confusion and increase conversions. That's pretty specific. Absolutely, and as it should be if you want so we talked about staying top of mind earlier a big part of doing that is not being so generic that when people think back to all of the messaging they've heard yours gets lost in the blur of everything else so you want the
0: person watching the video to identify themselves with what you're doing if if they're your target right absolutely um and then how can you participate? We're not very clear on that. We just talk about the good stuff and think people will figure it out. And I hear—I'm sure you do. Oh, I don't feel comfortable tooting my own horn. It's not about you. It's about the work your nonprofit is doing. So talk about not being egotistical or not feeling egotistical, and you know, letting people know about the impact that your your organization is having.
1: Sure, absolutely. I mean, first of all. If you're creating a lot of good in the world, it is absolutely okay to brag about that a little bit. But when we get right down to it, um, it's okay to unload those personal feelings that are preventing you from having a little bit of ego in what you do and sharing that messaging. Uh, but beyond that, you know, there's a lot of things we can do to make it more palatable. Um, first of all, understand the value of it. If you don't tell anyone what your organization achieves, then for a lot of people, your organization doesn't exist. And that's going to really hold you back from having the impact you could be having. Um, And then on top of that, or and then in order to make the messaging more more palatable, there's lots of ways we can go about it. So one thing I really like to do is shift the focus of the conversation from the nonprofit to other parties that are involved with the nonprofit. And there's lots of ways we can do this. If you were to just like tell people, you know, all your facts and all your numbers and talk up all the good you're doing all the time, you can do a little bit of that, but it's going to get old in a hurry, and that's not very engaging content. But if you can tell human-driven stories, um, that's going to be a lot more impactful with your audience, and it's going to let you share your impact without just patting yourself on the back. One thing, one way I've seen this done uh, really effectively is filming testimonial videos with past program participants that went through a nonprofit's uh, programs and are now achieving great things on their own. Following up with those alumni and saying, hey, where are you now? What were you able to accomplish with our help is a great way of talking about the impact that you're creating in a way that shows people a story, shows people a human element, and takes the focus off of your organization while still getting the messaging out there. Another great tactic I've seen is getting more of your stakeholders involved in the conversation. Um, this This is a really cool one. A lot of nonprofits struggle with board member engagement. Getting your board to participate in things can be a huge challenge. Well, every single one of your board members probably has very interesting reasons for why they agreed to be on your board in the first place. And if you were to go to every single member of your board and say, hey, why did you choose to be on our board specifically? And can I tell that story? That's probably 10 or 12 social media posts you can create that are going to be massively engaging, human-driven content that talks up your organization and the value you're having, you're creating from a third party's perspective while creating social proof uh, and a story that your viewership can engage with.
0: I want to dig in a couple of things you mentioned the unique value proposition and what you just mentioned social proof um then we'll talk about the leader can't do it all so let's pick any of those topics social proof or you you know if you can't as a marketer really promote unless you know what their unique value proposition is right
1: absolutely i mean we've we've talked about this a little bit throughout this conversation in terms of like defining your messaging that goes right back down to like, what the heck is it your organization does? You know, if I see one more organization that helps people, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lose it because that's not good enough. Everyone helps people. For-profits help people. Nonprofits help people. What do you help them do specifically? Um, and refining that might be a lengthy process. But if you look at breast tax, what are you really good at as an organization? What do you do better than anyone else out there? That's what you should be telling people you do.
0: Right there is the summary. What is your differentiation? You know, why should donors choose you? Because they got plenty of choices. So, so that's an attraction for donors. That's an attraction for uh, board members and volunteers. And, you know, that's that's a critical piece that people just say, I don't have time for that. I got I to save people. I got to help people, you know. So that's a key to a lot of things. So thank you for that distinction. Um, that hit the social proof thing. That's I hear that, but I don't, I'm not sure I know how to do that.
1: Sure. So I mean, social proof is anytime uh, a trusted source talks up your organization. Uh, for-profit businesses rely on reviews for this. Uh, the product was 10 out of 10. It did what it said on the box. Um, Social proof can come from your community partners, it can come from your board members, it can come from anyone in the community that has their own reputation, they can lend to your organization. So anytime you can get anyone other than yourself as a nonprofit leader talking up what you do, that's creating social proof. And I love to go to past program participants for that, um, funding partners for that, board members for that, anyone in your network that knows the positive impact you're creating, but isn't you specifically. Uh, heck, even your volunteers can talk up the great things your organization's create, uh, producing. Uh, and that creates a ton of social proof within your local community.
0: And your board members. Um, hopefully they're, they're people that have really good reputation in the community and they have a pretty good Rolodex. So the social proof is them connecting their relationship with a donor or participant and you. And it, you can't say, "I'll oh, just call this guy." It means needs to be an introduction, a text or email, or a person. Is, in person is best. So, is that a form of social proof where they're using their credibility to connect with another person?
1: Absolutely. In fact, an in-person, uh, ref- like a direct referral, is the best social proof you could possibly ask for. Um, and you know, I would, I would start with the like the broad public public um, broadcast stuff. Let people know these people support your organization. Get, capture a testimonial Can you? because you can use that over and over and over again. Um, but if your board members have the time and the willingness to go out there and actually drive traffic into your organization, uh, that's, com- that's irreplaceable. That's amazing value that you just can't generate uh, out of nothing.
0: Don't overlook that. That's so valuable. So you've given us a whole lot of tips. I'm going to show two pages on your website. Here's your your homepage, and then um, it's it's two h media, and so the link the link for it is two h dot media, and then there's a specific page, and it'll, it'll be on the podcast uh, platform. It is it is the uh, specific page for nonprofits, and I had it up. I'll just put it up again. Um, all right, here we go. So people watching can see this, but if you're If you're listening on the podcast, certainly you can't see it, but it's 2h.media slash non-profits, plural. That's 2h.media forward slash non-profits. And so that let's do good. Book a strategy call and you can talk to Aaron, one of his team members, and Look how much you learned today. There's a lot more to know about this and the marketing will pay for itself. So we got to get out of this nonprofit scarcity mindset. So Aaron, this is a whole wealth of information. Thank you for being willing to share. And there's also a contact us button, but you can book a strategy call on that nonprofits page. What thought do you want to leave people with today?
1: Um, Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. In terms of leaving people with something impactful, if there's, if there's one thing I want people to take away, it's that self-promotion is not only acceptable, it's necessary. So if you're not out there promoting your organization and the good it does actively, start now. Any level of promotion is going to be better than leaving it up to people to find you organically.
0: Great! I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go book a strategy call with you because you know a whole lot about this. And you know, it's not our job as leaders to know everything. We need to know the right people who can do that. Aaron, um, Merch from 2H Media, thank you so much for sharing with our audience on the Nonprofit Exchange.
1: My pleasure, Hugh. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Exchange.